0: All right, everybody, God bless you. What's going on? I hope you're doing well. It's your brother, Tim. I hope you guys are having a good day. I hope you guys are growing. And I hope you are noticing your growth in Christ. It's important to acknowledge it. When God has answered our prayers. When we see him working in our life, when when it's evident. We should acknowledge that. So let's let's pay attention to the growth that's happening in our in our lives, because it it should be evident. Maybe we have to look for it and pay attention to it, but it should be evident. And I say that because if you've been listening to the word, if you've been reading the word and doing any of your due diligence to to go deeper beyond just these hearings, the word is going to do its job. And that's going to and that is to transform your mind. Um, as you know the will of God And as you know the word of God And and begin to understand what God expects from us And who Jesus is And as the Holy Spirit begins to work on you Change should be evident uh, So I encourage you not to resist it I encourage you to embrace it Remember if you're feeling convicted and conflicted God corrects whom he loves, so allow him to correct your heart, correct your way of thinking, and give you a whole new perspective on life, on on people, on the things of the church, on your faith. All right, with that being said, let us continue in the gospel according to Luke. We are almost done with this book. We are in chapter... 22, and the caption reads, the Jewish leaders plan to kill Jesus. Verse 1, it was almost time for the Jewish festival of unleavened bread called the Passover. The leading priests and teachers of the law wanted to kill Jesus. But they were trying to find a quiet way to do it because they were afraid of, of what the people would do. Remember, Jesus has a massive following at this point. He's performing, miracle, he's performing miracle after miracle, healing all sorts. He's healing everybody who would come to him with sickness and disease. He's teaching constantly with an authority that no one has ever seen before. Long story short, the people love him,
1: except these. Leading priests who were jealous of him and wanted to kill him. But it says
0: they were afraid what the people would do because these people love Jesus so much that they would probably stand up for him. Judas, next caption, Judas agrees to help Jesus' enemies. One of Jesus' 12 apostles named Judas Iscariot, Satan entered him and he went and talked with the leading priests and some of the soldiers who guarded the temple. He talked to them about a way to hand Jesus over to them. The priests were very happy about this. They promised to give Judas money for doing this. He agreed. Then he waited for the best time to hand
1: him over to them. He wanted to do it when no one was around to see it. The Passover meal. The day of unleavened bread came. There's a caption above bread. It reads,
0: same as Passover. So the day of the Passover came. This was the day when the Jews always killed the lambs for the Passover. Jesus said to Peter and John, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us to eat. They said to him, Where do you want us to prepare the meal? He said to them, When you go into the city, you will see a man carrying a jar of water. Follow him. He will go into a house. Tell the owner of the house, The teacher asks that you please show us the room where he and his followers can eat the Passover meal. Then the owner will show you a large room upstairs that is ready for us. Prepare prepare the meal there. So Peter and John left. Very specific details, by the way. Very specific instructions from Jesus. Uh, It's interesting because sometimes Jesus is kind of vague, vague with his instructions and expectations of us.
1: And sometimes he's very detailed. Sometimes it's just like, don't be afraid. Go. Do
0: this, do that. But here it's like, Very detailed with his instruction. Just an observation. Um, So they prepared the Passover meal. Oh, first. So Peter and John left. Everything happened the way Jesus said. So they prepared the Passover meal. Something that we can take from that is when we follow Jesus' instructions, everything will happen the way Jesus said it will happen. Bible says that all things work together for good for those who love God. All right, if we love God, Jesus says in John, we keep his commandments. And that's how fitting is that? These these two references that just God just put on my heart. If we love God, we keep his commandments. All things work together for good for those who love God. We love him, we keep his commandments. So things, just like in this passage, will happen the way Jesus said
1: they will come to pass and he will he will make good of it we got we got to think of god god is our father All right? when, when when we are
0: when we're in christ god is our father we are co-heirs to the throne of god
1: and he wants good things for us much much more so
0: than we Earthly dads want for our sons Because we're wicked And we want good things for our son How much more Does God the Father Who is holy and perfect Want good things for his children
1: And we are children of God When we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ The Lord's Supper The time came
0: For them to eat the Passover meal. Jesus and the apostles were together at the table. Jesus said to them, I wanted very much to eat this Passover meal with you before I die. I will never eat another Passover meal until it is given its full meaning in God's kingdom. Then Jesus took a cup of wine. He gave thanks to God for it and said, Take this cup and give it to everyone here. I will never drink wine again until God's kingdom
1: comes. Then he took some bread and thanked God for it. Real quick, um,
0: multiple times throughout the Bible, Paul the Apostle throughout the
1: New Testament will tell us not to be filled with wine. um, Basically, and and to not get drunk. So I can already hear maybe some people who weren't too, too keen to these passages
0: say that, oh, Jesus drank. Jesus drank? Yeah, he did drink wine. It was very uh, typical. It's actually still very typical in many cultures for people
1: to drink wine with meals. Um, but the point is not to get drunk off the wine. Just a little side note. There's also some health benefits for wine.
0: Currently, and even back in, back in biblical times, Paul the Apostle instructed his disciple Timothy to take some wine for his stomach. Um, God, uh, Paul the Apostle, I'm just thinking, being led by the Spirit, I'm sure, first of all, he wrote that down for a reason. Um, but I'm sure it wasn't for nothing. Like he wouldn't just encourage him to do something that was bad for him, that was harmful for him. So I'm sure that came from a place of wisdom when he instructed Timothy to take some wine for his stomach. We don't specifically know what was wrong with Timothy's stomach, but Paul the apostle instructed him to do so. I'm sure that came from a place of wisdom. Also, Paul the apostle was friends and hung around Luke, the physician. and Luke. Was a brilliant man, and I'm sure, you know, some of that brilliance and and doctor advice rubbed off on Paul to the point where he learned a few things and was able to tell Timothy, here, have some wine for your stomach. Um, Oh, I say all that to say the Bible condemns getting drunk. The Bible
1: does not condemn drinking a little bit. It says wine. Take that with a grain of salt. Let me leave it at that. Take this cup and give it to
0: everyone here. I will never drink wine again until God's kingdom comes. Verse 19 Then he took some bread and thanked God for it. He broke off some pieces, gave them to the apostles, and said, This bread is my body that I am giving for you. Eat this to remember me. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup of wine and said, This wine represents the new agreement from God to his people. It will begin when my blood is poured out. When my blood is poured out for you. There's a caption above, For you, it reads, A few Greek copies do not have Jesus' words in the last part of verse 19 and all of verse 20.
1: So basically, Jesus just had the famous Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, and
0: he just shared communion with his disciples, with, his apost- with the apostles. Communion, something we celebrate to this day when we take the bread and the wine or the juice and uh, we do it in remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ because he commanded us to do this in remembrance of me. Next caption reads, who will turn against Jesus? Verse 21, Jesus said, but here on this table is the hand of the one who will hand me over to my enemies. The son of man, the son of man will do what God has planned, but it will be very bad for the one who hands over the son of man to be
1: killed. Then the apostles asked each other, which one of us would do that? be like a servant. Later, the apostles began to argue about which one of
0: them was was the most important. But Jesus said to them, the kings of the world rule over their people, and those who have authority over others want to be called the great providers for the people. But you must not be like that. The one with the most authority among you should act as if he is the least important. The one who leads should be like one who serves. Who is more important, the one serving or the one sitting at the table being served? Everyone thinks it's the one being served, right? But I have been with you, but I have been with you as the one who serves. You men have stayed with me through many struggles, so I give you authority to rule with me in the kingdom the Father has given me. You will eat and drink at my table in that kingdom. You will sit on thrones and judge the twelve tribes of Israel. Next caption, Peter will be tested and fail. Satan has asked to test you men like a farmer tests his wheat. O Simon, Simon, I have prayed that you will not lose your faith. Jesus praying and encouraging his disciples, a lesson we can take to do for our brothers and sisters. There's a caption above Simon. It reads, Simon was, Simon's other name was Peter. So I have prayed that you will not lose your faith. Help your brothers be stronger when you come back to me. But Peter said to Jesus, Lord, I am ready to go to jail with you. I will even die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will say, you don't know me. You will say this three times. Next caption reads, be ready for trouble. Then Jesus said to the apostles, remember when you sent out, remember when I sent you out with money? No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Remember when I sent you out without money, a bag, or sandals? Did you need anything? The apostles said, No. Jesus said to them, But now if you have money or a bag, carry that with you. If you don't have a sword, sell your coat and buy one. The scripture says, He was considered a criminal. Isaiah 53.12 This scripture must happen. It was written about me, and it is happening now. The followers said, Look, Lord, here are two swords. Jesus said to them, That's enough. There's a caption above, That's enough, that reads, or enough of that, meaning, don't talk anymore about such things. Jesus prays alone. Jesus left the city and went to the Mount of Olives. His followers went with him. He went there often. He said to his followers, Pray for strength against temptation. Then Jesus went about 50 steps away from them. He knelt down and prayed. Father, quote, Father, if you are willing, please don't make me drink from this cup. But do what you want, not what I want. There's a caption above this cup. It reads, Cup, a symbol of suffering. Jesus used the idea of drinking from a cup to mean accepting the suffering he would face
1: in the terrible events that were soon to come. So he said, But do what you want, not what I want. Then an angel from heaven
0: came to help him. Verse 44 Jesus was full of pain. He struggled hard in prayer. Sweat dripped from his face like drops of blood falling to the ground. There's a caption above that that reads, Some Greek copies do not have verses 43 and 44. Verse 45. When he finished praying, he went to his followers. He found them asleep, worn out from their grieving. Jesus said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray for strength against temptation. Next caption reads, Jesus is arrested. While Jesus was speaking, a crowd came up. It was led by Judas, one of the twelve apostles. He came over to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you using the kiss of friendship to hand over the Son of Man to his enemies? The followers of Jesus were standing there too. They saw what was happening and said to Jesus, Lord, should we use our swords? And one of them did use his sword. He cut off the right ear of the servant of the high priest. Jesus said, Stop!
1: Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. Jesus spoke to the group that came
0: to arrest him. They were the leading priests the older Jewish leaders, and the Jewish soldiers. He said to them, why did you come out here with swords and clubs? Do you think I am a criminal? I was with you every day in the temple area. Why didn't you try to arrest me there? But this is your time, the time when darkness rules. Remember, they said that they didn't want to, they didn't want to arrest him openly. They wanted to do it in private because they were afraid of what the people would say. And Jesus said, this is your time, the time when darkness rules. Next caption reads, Peter is afraid to say he knows Jesus. Verse 54, they arrested Jesus and took him away to the house of the high priest. Peter followed Jesus, but stayed back at a distance. The soldiers started a fire in the middle of the yard and sat together. Peter sat with them. A servant girl saw him sitting there. She could see because of the light from the fire. She looked closely at Peter's face. Then she said, "This man was also with Jesus." But Peter said, "This was not," but Peter said this was not true. He said, "Lady, I don't know him." A short time later, someone else saw Peter and said, "You are also one of them." But Peter said, "Man, I am not" About an hour later, another man said, It's true, I'm sure this man was with him, because he is from Galilee. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you are talking about! Immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked into Peter's eyes. And Peter remembered what the Lord had said. Quote, Before the rooster crows in the morning... You will say three times that you don't know me.
1: Then Peter went outside and cried bitterly. The guards treat Jesus badly.
0: Verse 63. The men guarding Jesus made fun of him and beat him. They covered his eyes so that he could not see them. Then they hit him and said, Be a prophet and tell us who hit you. There's a caption above the word prophet. It reads, a prophet often knows things that are hidden to other people. So they were mocking him, be a prophet, and punching him in the face while he's blindfolded. And they said, and tell us who hit you. And they shouted all kinds of insults at him. Next caption, Jesus before the Jewish leaders. So mind you, he's got to be beaten up at this point. He was blindfolded and punched in the face. I'm sure he had some knots, maybe a bloody nose, a swollen eyeball, chipped tooth, broken jaw. Like when you get punched in the face and you're looking, you can do a little bit to, to, to resist and maybe reflect or roll with the punch at least. But he wasn't even looking as they were as they were hitting him. So who knows how mangled his face is at this point? It's crazy to even think about but that's only the beginning of the abuse. Keep tabs of the abuse that Jesus is about to take. He's already been punched multiple times when blindfolded. Next caption reads, Jesus before the Jewish leaders. Verse 66. The next morning, the older leaders of the people, the leading priests, and the teachers of the law came together. They led Jesus away to their high council. They said, if you are the Messiah, Then tell us that you are. Jesus said to them, If I tell you I am the Messiah, you will not believe me. And if I ask you, you will not answer. But beginning now, the Son of Man will sit at the right side of God all powerful. They all said, Then are you the Son of God? Jesus said to them, You are right in saying that I am. They said, why do we need witnesses now? We all, heard, we all heard what he said. I don't know if it goes on to say in the next chapter, but they're claiming that he blasphemed, making himself out to be God. Of course, he is God. They didn't know that. But uh, in their culture, their religion, that's a penalty punishable of death. So they're like, w- what else do we need to hear? This man just claimed he's God. Let's kill him. Let's stone him. Um, so there's that. Um, that's the end of the chapter. So we went from the Passover meal, preparing for it, um, the last, then setting up, and it was called the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, where they share the Passover meal together. Um, Jesus had communion with his disciples. He goes on to say, one of you will betray me. Um, Then they go off. Jesus prays. Then he's arrested by the one who he predicted would betray him, Judas Iscariot. Um, He says Peter would deny him three times. Sure enough, as Jesus is on trial, Peter gets asked about him and confronted saying that, yo, you was with Jesus. And Peter's like, man, no, I was not. Three times, rooster crowed, just as predicted. Um, Jesus is on trial. He's mocked, he's insulted, and he's beaten while, while blindfolded, punched in the face. So Jesus, though he is God, though he, he's God now, he was God then. He was fully man as he walked on this earth. So all the suffering, emotional and physical he was going through. Uh, He went through that and he felt, he felt that. So we are called to suffer like Christ. Just be considerate as we continue to read and be mindful and pay attention to all that he's going through and about to go through as we continue to read. All right. Let us pray. Heavenly father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus went through with the mission that you had planned for his life. He even asked you, he prayed to you earnestly, fervently, um, if, that if it be your will, take this cup away from him, take that, that fate away from him. Um, but he said, nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want, your will be done. So we thank you that your will was done and that Jesus submitted to your will, knowing that you have a plan and a purpose always and a good plan and a good purpose always. Help us to be more like Jesus, obedient to you, um, and strong in the face of opposition, in the face of persecution. And uh, we just thank you for your grace that that you provide us to help us get through all circumstances. Um, Thank you for, for examples like Peter that show us that we will still fall even when we're close in Christ Not too many people were closer to Christ Than Jesus uh, than Peter And he still had his shortcomings He still had his failures um, But he still was able We're going to find out He's able to bounce back and um, And grow Alright that's not the end of it So help us to Understand that It's not easy to be a disciple of Jesus Christ But he graces us And strengthens us to do so And he is always, always with us, even to the end of time. So I thank you, Lord, that you are here with us right now, enjoying the word of God right along with us. Help us continue to grow and know you more and more as we serve you, as we read your word, and as we open our hearts to reveal your truth. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, love y'all. God bless you. Stay tuned for the next chapter.